0: It's
1: the Score North Twin Show. little Feedback Friday edition of the Score North Twin Show here. We love ourselves some hot stove season-wise. Reckless
2: speculation. Oh, it's juicy. You know what? You know what? I just wish it would. Uh, I just wish we got, you know, as we were talking about, just like two weeks of just intense hot stove heat but instead it's spread out throughout the winter.
1: Just intense. In, you'd like it to be just a blazing fire for like inferno. five days, like the NFL. Yes. The baseball inferno.
2: Oh. So it goes from hot stove. To, exactly.
1: Reckless speculation.
2: The inferno of the off season.
1: So there are some reckless speculation, hot stove related questions that we will get to here. But the first one is about the twins manager, Rocco Baldelli. I saw it. He, he sent us an article here. And by the way, the best way to hit us up, there's two places that we pull the most feedback from, the YouTube comment section and then uh, the feedback tab on the Scornarth app where you can email us any time of the week, any time of day. So Brian Mumford chimes in, says, a thoughtful article from Buster only on ESPN.com about Bruce Bochi, who just won his, what, was it third world championship? Mm-hmm. Or fourth? Just- fourth. Three with the Giants, Three with the Giants and the Giants. Okay. one with the Rangers. And then he went to one with the Padres. So uh, on Bruce Bochy's management style, I hope the Twins front office takes a few notes from it. It's a great read. It's on ESPN.com. Just go to the MLB section and you can find it. I'm going to read you a little excerpt. And I want you guys to think about Judd especially has been the most critical, I think, of Rocco Baldelli, or at least the way that the Twins front office. You did at one point call. In July, I called for his head. Yeah, Still out there. And now he is the uh, the most recent manager, first one in 20 years to win a playoff game. So he's mm-hmm. sticking around. Um, so I'm going to read this, and then you guys give me your thoughts on where you're at right now with Rocco Baldelli. When Bochi was hired by the Rangers, there was no script handed down from the front office, no no dictums from the analysts upstairs. General Manager Chris Young, who had played for Bochi, told him when he was hired that Young would let him manage, and that's what Bochi did all summer and through the postseason. Watch react, and manage. During games, Diamondbacks manager Torrey Lavello said his own eyes would ping-pong from the game action down to the data sheets in front of him and back and forth as he cross-referenced what's in front of him with the statistics that sometimes serve as a backbone for decisions. Bochi, by contrast, on the other side of the field, often sits with his arms folded, appearing relaxed like a parent taking in a t-ball game, Seemingly never taking his eyes off the players on the field and what they're doing. Quote, I can't multitask, Bochy said. I've got to just watch the game. Like Lavello, Bochy has access to enormous stores of data, and there's information laid out in front of him during the game, the loose framework of the pregame pitching plan, and some specific details about matchups. But Bochy will lean forward once in a while and glance at those things, but mostly he watches before reacting to what he sees. Oh, that's the right the best manager in the last 20 years of baseball, I would say. Yep. Yep, yep. And now the question becomes of course if you were
2: to if you were to tell Rocco tomorrow, "Okay, dude, we just read this thing. We came across this thing on the the uh on the website that you found it on, and we ESPN, are going to allow ESPN. okay, on ESPN.com and we're going to allow you to manage like that. We're going to allow you um what would happen. Because like, yes, he is an outstanding manager, but the question is like he's also incredibly probably intuitive and like has a feel for things. How many of the actual managers today, who by the way, have been hired, you know, probably knowing exactly what the parameters were going to be how many of those guys have that same type of feel so like it's a really interesting question because i certainly wouldn't trust uh i wouldn't say we're going with the bochi plan and i'm going to turn my guy loose for sure like it gets into a really interesting discussion about what you would do and who is the right
1: guy or who are the right people to have those jobs see i think i actually think if if you told rocco hey man we're going to really limit the amount of information that you even have access to during this game. We have information and we can take it in pregame and stuff, but like we want to clear your head during a game and we want you to go, like, you got your bank of knowledge in your brain, but generally we want you to just kind of go with what you're seeing and feeling out there. I think he would actually do pretty well because he played enough baseball. He's been around, you know, he played what, eight, 10 years? He was sort of injury plagued. But what I find interesting on a macro level here is across all of baseball for a hundred plus years. Baseball managers mostly managed with their gut, right? Most like they there's always information and there's always been lefty righty splits and different things, right? But for a century plus in baseball, we didn't have access to the to track man data and to right. we had rates access to and certain things, stuff. Not yep. this much. Absolutely. Yep. And all this stuff like there's so there's so much information in the last 20 years that's come in. Right. So somewhere along the line, baseball organizations said, hey, the way that we've been doing it, like one team starts here, the Oakland A's, and then the Red Sox, and then other teams, like the way we've been doing it is not the best way to do it. We need more information. Let's make decisions based on information that's like, we're going to basically map this out before the game starts. And then some teams started having success that way. I feel like we've reached a point now where we've gone too far in that direction where you've got, dude, you've got Blue Jays manager pulling Jose Barrios out of a game and then he's lights out. Does Bochy pull Barrios in that situation? Boy, this guy is effing cruising oh, yeah. right now in a playoff game. Let's start let's let's bring the parade of relievers in starting 45 minutes in Snell, the game,
2: right? When Snell got yanked for the yeah. Rays while pitching that World Series game and he had been magnificent. Absolutely. But I so here's my question though, is is like if you're going to if you're going to do that, which I have zero problem with, I'm probably going to to go with a guy like Molitor who to me has a phenomenal feel for things and has a, a recall that is just beyond freaky than I am a Baldelli who I think was hired in large part because he would go along with the the plan. Like it would be, if you took the net away from a guy like Baldelli and there's a lot of them, so it's not just him, but if you took the safety net of all of the information and like to your point, Phil, the two o'clock planning, um, some of them would definitely adapt and succeed, and some would just be awful. So I, I think I would probably defer more to guys who I know for a fact have that feel. And Molitor is one of the most incredible I've seen. And you know, one last thing on this,
1: like, and I'll and I want Declan to chime in here too, but like, I think if you were to ask baseball fans, right or wrong, does Bruce Bochy have? a positive impact on the Rangers winning the world series or, or ask it this way, do the Rangers win the world series without Bruce Bochy? I think most people would say, no, they needed, they needed Bruce Bochy to win the world series. Just like the giants needed Bruce Bochy. It wasn't just a random occurrence that they won three world series, you know, in a, it was every other year. So it was a five year stretch, three world series and maybe that's maybe that's wrong maybe there's 50 other managers that could have come in and managed that Giants team and that Rangers team i do think bochi has a huge impact on it but if you were to ask people in baseball or yep. twins fans did the twins need rocco baldelli to win their first playoff game to win their first playoff series i don't i don't know that people would have resoundingly said yes does that make like does that make well, sense it does because in part
2: we don't know to this day. We don't know exactly what Rocco's role is like Bochy's in charge.
1: There's no question about very attached to the front office. Yeah. So like, like we
2: don't know, like, like it feels like Rocco was hired for the specific reason that the front office knew that they could tell him what they want and he will follow through and very rarely, if ever sell them out. Right. Like Bochy, you watch he's in charge. And so when things go, go wrong, he fixes it. Or he tries to fix it so i agree completely
0: dex sorry go ahead the the obviously like the no bleep answer here is the best managers obviously take the information of the data and they take their gut feel and they marry everything together and they put it in a stew and they hopefully cook up a win over nine innings and in the blue jays series like did they have a backup plan if pablo lopez was going to get rocked early like pablo lopez shoved he was looking great the Blue Jays said with Jose Barrios, we already know his splits the second time through the order are crap. So no matter what, even though he's cruising through this lineup one through nine, nope, we're good, we're done, and we're gonna be out of here. You know, and then in the Astros series, you know, Joe Ryan gives up the one home run, but mostly looks pretty good. But they said, Nope, we're sticking to the plan. This is a bullpen game. We already had this executed laid out. So I I think it's I think more information is mostly a good thing in baseball, but at the same time, you need, you need to make your own gut decision. You can't just live and die by a spreadsheet and by numbers. Yeah,
1: it's like there are some times in those Rangers games where like Jordan Montgomery would have a bunch of runners on base or something, and it's like second or third time through the order, and Bochy's just letting him work out of it. And I, I do think there's, because ultimately your goal as a manager is to get a group of 26 players to play as close to their peak capability as possible. And I think part of that is trusting them. And when you tell a pitcher like Jose Barrios or in the, uh, this happened to Barrios a few years ago with the twins too, right? We don't trust you yeah. to keep pitching. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a powerful message. I, right. I think and teams have to be aware of that. And
2: what does that send? What type of message does that send not only to Barrios, but the entire team, right? Like when you know that your manager has the title and he's got some power, But you don't know exactly how much. I think it makes it tough. Uh, But the thing with Texas, too, that probably does not get talked about enough that's really impressive is Chris Young, their chief executive, is incredibly smart. Like, he pitched in the the bigs forever, and I think he went to work for uh, MLB before he got the Texas job. But, like, he is incredibly smart, and he's not only smart, but he also has the advantage of having been in the game as a player. Yeah. So like there's something to be said for, and th- this is where uh Roycey rebels, and he's not entirely wrong. There's something to be said for when a lot of academics think that they can basically scheme the game. Um, like Theo Epstein can, because he was the rare guy who was I mean, he he was just he had the golden touch. Yeah. But you know, but the copying of the Theo Epstein plan w- with a bunch of guys who played Ivy League baseball, I don't think it works across the board because you're just now now you're just infiltrating the game with people who are like, oh, if Epstein did that, I'll do this and blah, blah, blah. And so I think it's I think the the hires should probably be more nuanced and more open to thinking about things before you decide that, like, one specific way is the way to go.
1: Wouldn't it be fascinating to see, okay, let's take an organization and give them enough talent. It can't, it can't just be a team that has no talent, but give, give an organization a bunch of talent and have them manage and operate with as little information as possible. Like throw it back 30 or 40 years where you're just kind of out there and, and you're, you're more bare bones in the amount of data analytics information. I'm not saying that's the optimal way to do it, but I would, well, I, would be, I would be curious to see, would that team be a lot worse? Like, oh, man, you can you can notice a team that's navigating this flight without any sort of, you know, they're not talking to the tower. They're just, like, trying to fly a plane blind here. Would they only win 75 games, and they would win 90 if they had all the information? Like, I'm, I'd be curious to see what that looks like, I guess. So the, the, uh, the story I saw yesterday is,
2: is that small ball is coming back now.
1: Yeah, dude, we've talked about this on our like show. Like we're going
2: back to small ball, so like it is making and contact. Flowing. Yeah,
1: making right. contact is like this. Loud, like, wow, an out's an out. Okay, well, an out's an out, but a batted ball versus an automatic out is not the Correct. same thing. So if I if right. I'm going to put three extra balls and play in a game, like that type of stuff, I do hope some of that stuff comes back around. Now that it's a little easier to steal bases again, right? Because pitchers exactly. can't throw over a hundred times. Like well, the bases
0: are bigger. Mm-hmm.
2: Is
1: like there's more a real reason for why like, like there's I, more base I there. It, I think it
0: contributes. I, I, I would on the pie chart. It's, it's the less of pickoff attempts that definitely right. do the more, but it more helps you basis. out. But yeah, it definitely helps.
1: How much bigger are the bases?
0: Is it like, some weight. I think it's like, uh, is it 15 or like, I'd 10? have to
2: go back and look, but it was definitely attributed as but, a I'll look that up.
1: People As make it sound like, yeah. like it's like a flying saucer over there, and you can like lead, you're like leading off. And hey, touching these second are, base these the are professional
2: depth. athletes, every little thing helps. <laughs> but anyway, true. but anyway, it's 20%. interesting because if we had had this discussion, hey, bring back small ball in 2019, it got immediately poo pooed, right? Oh, that's yeah. great. Oh, no, small ball sucks. So, yeah. but yeah, that's yeah
0: interesting. Like, they're 20% bigger, so they were 15 inches, and now mm-hmm. they're 18 inches okay but then that's
1: on both sides so you're getting an extra six inches right like you're three inches closer to second base and then you're three inches closer mm-hmm. on the other side so it's like uh, okay and your that lead might be the difference because of the the pickoff rules has changed so but yeah I mean
2: but I prefer that like I am all for action give me action
1: uh, Razorbacks one chimes in says Phil's love for Lucas Giolito matches how excited he was for Joey Gallo last winter Oh, this is Tough personal for me to between fight Phil this. and Declan. Oh. Uh, no, I mean it's not personal between me and Declan. It's,
2: it's very personal because Declan said Joey Gallo sucks, and you said, "Oh, I love Joey Gallo." And then it just took off from that. And then it
1: turns out that he sucks, so I guess Declan was right. Uh, <laughs> Devin Purdy says, oh, "That's okay. right." I mean, he wasn't like he, he was better than I, he I, was. Okay, you know.
2: I'm, I'm just kidding. I, I'm Look just joking done. around. Look Look I was just done. joking.
1: Okay? okay, I was just joking. He was great in April. Uh, Devin Purdy says, let's get this straight. According to Statista in 2022, the Polad family under Jim Polad were worth just under $4 billion. Tied with the Tigers ownership and the Yankees ownership. It's funny that Phil has offered the Polads an out for substantial payroll deduction and blame it on a TV contract. These guys think the fans are stupid. They actually believe the Polads are losing money. He spells it L-O-O-S-I-N-G, losing money, but it's losing money. Well, and I'm the one that said because of the
2: the, the TV, the short-term pain of the TV contract decreasing isn't a reason to slash the payroll as much as I think they're going to. So, yeah, I think your only point has been they're not going to dip into – the family coffers okay, necessarily. The, it's
1: the net it's the net worth thing that it sucks because like mean, I, don't I don't come on this show and and I don't wake up in the morning and say, you know what I want to do today? Defend billionaires. Yeah, that's gonna be great. I'm gonna defend the poll ads today. But like sports owners operate within the structure of the business, not within the structure of their net worth. Right. And in all other leagues with salary caps like NFL, Major League Baseball or uh, NBA and NHL, not Major League Baseball, they are they are prevented from losing money based on the salary cap. So like the like the Vikings every year, they're going to spend up to the salary cap and guaranteed bank like two hundred million dollars in profits. Right now, if the NFL took out the salary cap, owners would be faced with some difficult decisions of, okay, Green Bay would move, dude. Well, Green Bay would be screwed and, Buffalo and then would Buffalo would
2: move to Toronto.
1: Yeah. So like the Yankee. so this is all I'm saying. Okay. I'm not, I guess it sounds like I'm defending billionaires and maybe I am. I'm just presenting logic. The Yankees brought in, according to Forbes, this is 2022 season is the last information available. The Yankees brought in $650 million. The twins brought in $260 million. So the Yankees brought in 400 million more dollars than the twins did in revenue in 2022. And that's why their payroll is a lot higher. So you're saying, based on Devin's research, both owners have the same net worth. But the businesses they're running, Yankees and Twins, the Yankees bring in almost three times as much revenue as the Twins. That's why their payrolls higher. The Yankees owner isn't dipping into net worth. Is it still the Steinbrenner family? They're not dipping into net worth to pay for the Yankees. So I guess, like, if, if there's a cry for, hey, poll ads, Please just dip into, and by the way, according to this, they did actually lose money in 2022. Boo-hoo, I'm sure they'll be fine. But it's when, it's when people say, this owner's worth $4 billion. this owner's worth $4 billion. Okay, but like, they're not, neither one of them is looking to take a business loss. And so I try to operate within the reality of, okay, they're not going to spend on the level of these other teams. Like, let's let's talk about the team through that reality. Yeah, but this is this is a case where I don't think it's a good
2: excuse to drop your payroll significantly. Like, the, sure. like I'll go back to this. The Metrodome created some huge problems. All right, they didn't draw; it was indoors. Um, but with the situation that they currently reside right now, I think dropping potentially dropping your payroll from what one hundred fifty six million dollars to one twenty five. I think that is way too drastic for, again, a problem that you all need to solve in baseball, too. This is a baseball-wide problem, um, but it is not a reason to cry poverty. The Metrodome actually was a reason to cry poverty.
1: I don't disagree with you. Uh, Doc Doc R says, Mackie and Judd feeling sorry for billionaires. What dummies. I like how you're being lumped into (laughs) into my commentary uh angle b says phil will always protect the billionaire and crap on the fans for getting upset over it
0: but let, let, let it be known by the way of the three members on this show i'm the only one who has been laid off by a poll ad family member okay i just want that i i, I have had i've oh, had so nothing but defense of okay i've had nothing Conflict but the of, of the poll ads i love the poll ads no it, it, the whole thing to me is very bizarre though the it I'm with Judd that this is also a big Major League Baseball issue with streaming and, too, like, yes, they lost, they're losing, what, 50 some million or so because they don't have a TV plan that's in place for next year where they can get this chunk of revenue. Um, these owners, too, like aren't going to just completely reach into their back pockets like we've explained and, and tank their own or take a huge net worth loss just because they want to go sign Sonny Gray to a $70 million contract. Like, well, it's it, much more complicated than that.
1: And also, like, here's the thing, all right, again, like, okay, I'm defending billionaires, whatever, but the Twins spent more money on their 2023 team than any team in Twins in target field history. Attendance was still half of what it was in 2010 and 2011. So if you're running this business, you're saying, well, okay, we just spent a lot of money, we actually took a loss, because we want to put a good product on the field. And attendance went up a little bit from the year before, but like, Dude, attendance was th- almost three and a half million a decade ago. It was under two million last year. So I think the 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 best thing that this this is what's tough. The best thing ownership can do is keep committing. Hey, look at that! Right. Look at the fun at the end of the season. The don't don't bring your payroll down. Keep committing. The fans right. will come back. But from a fan standpoint, like, or if you if you look on the owner side of things, they're saying, well, wait a second. We just spent one hundred fifty five million dollars, and you guys like barely showed up to the ballpark until. The last week in September, and right. the playoffs. So it's like, but I I agree with you. A teardown of one fifty five to one twenty 120 or one twenty five looks really bad, and it would just be a, a horrible time while you're owning this division. You've got Royce Lewis. Like you should be pushing forward to try and win a championship, and that's where I will a hundred percent criticize the poll ads. Is going back, especially under the Jim Poll ad. We'll see what Joe Joe has been in operation for like a year now, but. They've always felt like, like the Wilfs want to win a championship for the most part. Sometimes they go about it in a weird way, or they, they get comfortable oh, yeah. with mediocrity, right? But no like, question. they are super fans and want to win a championship. Craig Leopold is pounding his program, right? Glenn yeah. Taylor is a bumbling buffoon. He's courtside, you know, with his little sweaters, and it's like sometimes you don't exactly even know, sure. like the poll ads are like they barely talk publicly. They're just kind of like. You kind of wonder, like, is there a fire there as a family? So I do agree from that standpoint. If I was
2: a consultant, which I probably would would be good at for them, I would tell them two things. (laughs) One is one is, look, you people are about to probably have to. um, And this is not a bad thing. Again, long term, you're going to have to go at this alone from a streaming standpoint. Like, Like we don't know. You're not going back to Bally's. And and like the RSN phase of the 90s and 2000s is gone. So you're probably going to have to find a way in conjunction with with MLB to stream your games. Do you really want to drop your payroll when you're going to be asking you know, forget the fans in the stands at Target Field. When you're going to be asking people to subscribe, it's going to have 20 to be bucks some a type month. of... Hey, we yeah.
1: slashed our payroll. Yeah. And we
2: need 25
1: bucks a month hey, from you to watch Hey, Sonny Twins Gray, games.
2: F him. He's gone. Now subscribe. The other the other thing, though, is, and this is where baseball needs to sit down. The owners do, and I know that it would not be popular, and I know it would be a screen match, and I don't care. But if I was a consultant, I would say, we need to get everyone who owns teams together and with what's going on right now which is what phil 14 teams with Mm -hmm. valley problems we need to start sharing the internal television revenue not just the fox not just the espn when when we're talking yankees mets we need to find a way to share more because we want to keep teams as competitive as possible and right now for at least right now the landscape of distribution is changing completely baseball needs to get its act together and tell hal steinbrenner and and steve Cohn, hey guys you know what too bad you're in a major metropolis your tv rights go for way more or at, at least you bring in way more the pirates and the twins and the royals and the guardians we need to find a way to share that so could and you they uh, will get really mad and tell me to f off but i don't care i'm a consultant
1: well but here's the thing so yeah like the the, the biggest team like Call them the five or six biggest teams that bring in more revenue. That have some of them have their own TV networks, right? Like the YES Network. Could there be a scenario? And I'm there might be major holes in this because I'm just spitballing this on the fly. Could there be a scenario where you take your what, what's the MLB the MLB ticket right the or, or no what's their extra like, innings extra innings extra package? Innings. So the the, ex, the extra innings is their is their national streaming platform where you can Correct. watch games, but you you get blacked out locally, right? Could there be a scenario where they say, all right, extra innings is going to be we're going to blow it up like we're going to make it bigger. We're going to re- we're going to remove local blackout restrictions. In every market, except for the ones that want to like if you're the Yankees and you have a, your own network, right? Maybe there's five or six deals or eight deals where those local games are like still blacked Cubs out
2: Yep, with marquee. Yep, they've got their but own it, network.
1: But if you're on an island now and you don't have a TV deal. Yep. Boom. You're part of extra innings, a fan in Missouri or a fan in California or a fan in Maple Grove, Minnesota. They can all watch Twins games Mm -hmm. for a monthly fee. And all of that money gets split evenly among the teams that are in it. Something like that. Right. Yes. Because I don't think you're going to get the Yankees to like ditch the yes network to jump onto something with the Tampa Bay Rays and split revenue equally. You know, like that's almost never going to happen.
2: Right. But this is the ideal time to redo the system. That's my point. This is yep. the ideal time when, when you've got, you know, basically half your league now is, is in flux with, with something that didn't pay each team the same, but was a known. Cause, cause like the, the problem here for the twins is, oh my God, where are they going to get this back from? Yep. So like, and, and, and this also would cl- clear up the cheap poll ads or cheap, I don't know what else, pirates, because what this would do, and this is a fight worth their time in fighting. This would now give you a set amount again in which to spend because Phil, to your point, if you have that, and this is where I think fans are wrong. Teams don't ordinarily, at least I don't think pocket that. It's not like, oh, we got an extra, you know, oh, we made this extra money from TV here. I'll put this in my shirt. some do Some do some do but but you but you also could come up with rules about spending as well that's my point is the players are never going to agree in this game to a salary cap which is why i want all of the pain to go back to the people that own the teams where they're yeah. responsible for some type of of revenue source that's big enough for everybody to dip into that pie and compete they're closer than they used to be but this rsn Situation really, I think, opens up the floodgates to to make some positive steps for what we consider to be the small revenue
1: teams. Yeah. Uh, one more here, and then we'll get to our Immaculate Grid. Several people are asking this week, like, I saw 10 of these questions. You know, hey, we're looking, looking for ways to creatively, you know, shed some salary to make a room over here. Can't they just trade Byron Buxton, who makes $15 million a year? Dude, I don't know if you could offload that. You'd have to. You could trade him, but you'd have to eat so much. He's got of a no that trade money. clause. No trade clause. And he has a no
2: trade. Clause. I mean, he'd yeah. he'd have to sign off on a trade, which he's not going to. I don't think. What's with the no but, trade And who's going to take town? I hate no trade clauses. No trade clause. they give them out with. As I've always said, they give them out like damn candy. They absolutely drive me crazy. Um, but
1: the other thing too is, you're right. Who's going to take that? Who's going to take him? At this Nobody. point, yeah, he'd have to play a season and show he can play. He, as of right now, you wouldn't be able to trade for him and bank on him playing outfield you'd be trading for a dh who's like gone through another surgery so do you know when things are bad things are bad when
2: when you read a guy had a surgery and you've never heard of that surgery before buxton had what, what was it called um wet knee like if you read the description i've never heard of this before in my life it wasn't like acl reconstruction right mcl It was some type of, it was like wet knee or something, and it was written like, oh, yeah, he just had this. It's like, when I haven't heard of it before, it would be like the first guy to to have had Tommy John. At that point in time, you're not thinking, oh, that guy's coming. You know, Tommy John, he ain't coming back. A ligament just got taken from like his wrist and stuck in his
1: elbow. I'm trying to find. This, I'll find it. The start the wet headed. knee surgery. It was something wet. About.
2: It was something like. It was very weird, but I've an, never.
1: It was an arthroscopic I've, procedure to excise the plica, a membrane flap in his yeah. right knee. What I'm saying is, none of this sounds normal to me. Yeah, it's not your classic. Oh, he just went in for like a cleanup surgery. Yes, or Yeah, it used to be it's that. Like a, Mm, okay. If we can it find that word, be. that word "wet." Let me just see. Let's. let's, let's I'm looking right now. At
2: knee surgery.
1: Let's see here. Because uh, I think the script wrote about it. <laughs> look at that This is great content right now. Us Googling. I don't know if the word "wet" was involved. I thought it was. I'll find it. Okay. You just I'll find it an it
0: immaculate it. grid. Keep let's talking. Do the immacula-
2: Should we do the immaculate? Hey, grid? you know Sounds what? This show serves everyone, let's including the, the doctors. Grid.
1: Let's do the Immaculate Grid here while Judd Googles wet-knee <laughs> wet knee procedure. So, oh, look at this. Heritage old Jungle
2: franchises here. I'd like to have another team up there, but I do love the teams. The yeah, teams know. they pick. We
1: hate the grid all the time. We know. Mm-hmm. We get it. Yeah. Keep no, I don't. I just said it's fine with it. We're looking for a Guardian who was a Cub, a Guardian who was a Red Sox, and a Guardian who was a Dodger. And then we're looking for a Cub who won 20 games in a season pitching and a Cub who was an all star, a Red Sox 20 game winner and an all star, a Dodger 20 game winner and an all star. Mm-hmm. How about, uh, didn't Duke was, no, I'm thinking of, uh, who's the the old, uh, Don Drysdale? Didn't he win 20 for the Dodgers? Oh, yeah, I'm sure he did. Donnie Drysdale? I'm, I'm sure he did. Hideo Nomo, I think, won 20 one time.
0: He guys. might have won 20 as well. Um, Arias Fernando? Fernando. Fernando might have Val- won it. Valenzuela. Didn't he Arias, win 20? Uh, won it, I believe, in 2021 20, or two before he got on the restricted list. Plenty of options. Who did? Julio Arias.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> what a what a terrible human being. Um. So we got to – I'm going to write some names now. Fernando Valenzuela. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to put Fernando this. Mania. Did oh, yep. he win an MVP, too? Or was it just like a Cy Young? He had a magical season. Cy Young rookie of the year in 80, is that right? Drysdale. I mean, Koufax, obviously, mm-hmm. is in the mix there. Uh, Oral Hershiser might even be. Right? Oral Hershiser once set the record with the, the Dodgers 1988? for most consecutive scoreless innings.
2: Yeah. Beat, beat out uh, Don Drysdale's record. I okay. think 20 years after Drysdale.
1: Let's throw some names in there. Nomo, I think Nomo did it. first on yeah. the scene. Okay. We could.
0: How about like just obscure all stars to start with? Yeah. Or, um, or, or old players that were all stars. Carlos Zambrano for Cubs. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I might be able to get more obscure than that. Actually,
1: with the Cubs. Um, well, the Henry Henry course. Rodriguez might. We used him one time as an Expo Cub. Henry Rodriguez in ninety eight, I think. Uh, Rod Beck might have made an All Star game with the Cubs in nineteen ninety eight. <laughs> he was their closer in, in a playoff. Lee Smith. W. Lee Smith. In the
2: before he went to the Cardinals,
1: Carlos Zambrano was a good bar for sure. Yeah, I am fine with Carlos Zambrano. Did uh, okay? Did Ryan Terrio make an All Star game one time? Oh boy, you
2: now now you are you are on your own. Bob Dernier? Did Bob during Billy the year... Williams? Billy Williams. Oh yeah. Well yeah that's... for sure. I think Zambrano's
1: gonna be more obscure than Billy Williams. You think so? I think so, yeah. I'm trying to think of there's gotta be other ones. The Cubs had some really weird years where like oh, not I like know. a Ron Coomer or Bill Madlock but... in the seventies.
2: I think he I think he made an all star game. Huh? I think he hit three hundred. He was a good hitter.
1: But anyway, about, so they had they had a double play combo back in the day. Uh, Tinkers to Evers to Chance was that before the All Star Game existed? I think that I think it was. It was right around that time
2: All Star Game, if I'm not mistaken, started in 1933. Okay,
1: that would have been like in the. Well,
2: Arch Hack War. Wilson,
1: Hack Wilson, wasn't he? He was like the home run guy.
2: Yeah, Hack. I believe he still holds the hundred names, the record for RBIs in a season.
1: Yep. So we're going Zambrano?
2: <laughs> yeah, just go Zambrano. That's fine. Okay, whatever. Who
1: cares? Um, <laughs> 2%. 2%. <percent>. Let's go.
2: <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> All right. Obscure Red Sox options Billy there's Buckner.
2: A, there's a Buckner. lot of these. Did Buckner make it as a, as a Red Sox?
1: Oh. No.
0: I don't know. Still I don't names out. actually. Because that, uh, that was late. Actually, in his... that wasn't a good Cub, right? Uh, all Remy, all-star.
1: Um, Tris Speaker, we've used as an old Red Sox, um, mm. you know, like the big time the player, from Tim Wakefield,
0: knuckleballer.
1: Tim Wakefield, I think he made a couple All Star games. He did. He might also be a twenty win season guy.
0: Mm. 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 Mm.
1: Dwight Evans. Yeah, if there's older, like older Freddie players, Lynn. would
2: be Dwight Jim Evans, Rice, Fred Jim Lynn, Rice. Jim Rice. Don't, don't, Carly think butch Hop, don't think butch hobson ever made it
1: love love me um rick burleson oh, oh, oh uh what about that uh i'm thinking 90s here uh mike green was it mike greenwell yes left fielder i don't Isn't know he, he made an all-star game but he could hit he definitely mike
2: was a good greenwell. hitter mm, I love where your head's at right now love that one carlton fisk Ooh,
1: that's a really good one Mm-hmm. Pudge. Carlton Fisk. Pudge. He was nicknamed Pudge. Oh, oh Pudge. Like Carlton Pudge. Fisk, Pudge. I was
0: thinking Yvonne.
1: Yvonne um, stole the nickname from
2: Carlton. Yeah, that was a hmm. bunch of crap. Give me back funny. my nickname.
1: Um, I think of other right. guys. That's from, a um, lot. Other guys from like the Johnny Damon era. Yeah and a bunch Besides of dudes on those teams. Dude, did uh Bill Miller make an all star game? The third baseman? I mean, Pedroya, Ellsbury. Yeah. There's so many options. I mean, any of these. Let's go one of the older ones. Like a Freddie Lynn, Jimmy uh, Jim Rice. Judd, pick one from that time. Hmm. Go with Carlton Fisk. Carlton Fisk? Yeah, go with okay. Carlton Fisk. Two percent? Two percent, okay. That's a, That's a disservice. He's White sock there. All mm. right, for Dodgers. Well, Hideo Nomo was an all-star. Nomo's fun a good one. To, fun to I, use mean, Nomo. I mean, you could go back to Brooklyn, Phil.
0: I mean, yeah. Oh, true. uh...
1: Um, I don't... I mean, God. Duke Snyder. To think of, like, Jackie Robinson teams. Pee-wee, Pee-wee Reese. Pee-wee Reese, Duke Snyder. I don't think Billy Cox made it. Gil Hodges, I don't think, made it.
2: I'm, although he might have. I, I might be... Uh, Roy Campanella. Ooh, that's a really
1: good one. Mm-hmm. Before he was paralyzed? Let's, let's do that one. Let's do Roy Campanella. Roy. Roy. Roy Campanella, one time. 1%? 1%. <laughs> Big time. Camping. That's great. Okay.
2: Cleveland and the Cubs, Rick Sutcliffe is a good one.
0: I think this is uh, Terry Mulholland opportunity oh, here too Oh, 100 percent. that would be
1: a great one mm-hmm. Try let's do terry mulholland if we can do former twins for these it'll be under one percent won't it
0: point four point four percent look
1: how look how young terry Jeez. mulholland he was an old man he's,
0: with the twins he he's dashing that
2: good looking young man right there um cleveland twins here and the red sox um did casey blake play for the red sox Play for the Dodgers. Oh, we play for the Dodgers.
1: Him. Casey Blake, yep. Guardian yeah. Dodger. Nice. That's got to be what? Oh, point point oh 0.1. something point one four. 4
0: percent. What? Oh my
1: God! I
0: don't know. if There's a lot of connections there, so.
1: Oh my God! Sabotaged. Sabotaged. How is that oh. the highest one so
0: far? <laughs> <laughs> Casey Punto... Blake. Punto did not play for Cleveland, right? No. Trot Nixon finished, I think, with Cleveland. Trotty, Any twins? That?
2: Um, Any former twins? Oh, yeah, there's got to be. There's Matt Lawton didn't play for Boston. He played for Cleveland. Oh, Mets. uh, uh,
1: uh, 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 uh. Um, Paul Sorrento. Didn't he play he, for Boston? In, or was it just Cleveland? Just Cleveland. Okay. Pope I don't remember Long him with Boston there. at all. Okay. Um, Can I look up? I, I won't use him. I'm just curious. I'm going to look up Paul Sorrento. He's dead now. Not literally, but on this game, he's dead. We can't use him. Oh, my God. I thought you killed Paul <laughs> Maybe Sorrento. he is dead, too. I don't know. I'm just checking. God, one he's of the still twins,
2: alive. One of the worst time trades in twins history right there, Paul right. He
1: did not play for Boston.
2: Okay. Um, Pitchers? Twins pitchers? Aguilera never played for Cleveland. I'm
0: trying to think of, like, the random... Random guys they've had. Frankie
1: Rodriguez never played for Cleveland, right? I don't think so. Did Willie Banks ever no. play for? Uh, oh, he was a Cub twin. Yeah, I thought he was maybe a Red Sox. Hmm. Mm. All right, we might not have a twin here. Yeah. What was our guess for this? What did we? Otis we had one stashed. Trot Nixon. Trot Nixon. That's going to be low. Let's just do Trot Nixon. I'm going to think of a keep twin the, though. Keep the train moving here. Yeah, yeah, we should. 1%. 1%. Nice. So we're, we're doing pretty well here. The problem is the 20-win category is, like, yeah. it's, tough. it's tough to get low scores mm-hmm. on the 20-win category. Okay, Sutcliffe,
2: Sutcliffe also won 20 as a Cub in 84, right? Let's do it.
1: Let's do Sutcliffe. Rick Sutcliffe. One time. Nope. Oh, no. Ja, oh ja, no. no. Oh no. No guys. Oh no. Oh, now we got to look it up. What did oh, no. what happened? He was the it...
2: I thought he won.
1: He won the Cy Young. He he did not. He won the Cy Young in uh, '83 with Cleveland. Stuff. He won oh, 18 no. games in '87 with the Cubs. Finished second in Cy Young voting. Oh
2: no! Oh, 18 god. Like led the league. Apologize. He did win 20 games
1: with. Oh oh, we have a technicality. Hmm. Oh my 20 god! Games between Cleveland and the Cubs, he did win 20 games oh, in 1984. Oh, well, this won- is unfair. This is kind of BS, actually. He finished so- it up as a Cub. He won. He was 20-6. and yes. six. He won the Cy that's Young just, Award. It was 84. You're 100% that's right. Bro, that's BS. He won 16 games with the
0: Cubs he, after but he won being 20 traded games. four games with Cleveland. When paired with a team, oh. 20 wins must be achieved in a season oh, with that no. team. When paired <sighs> with another read, category. I should have read
1: the fine print.
0: Ah, uh, uh, We didn't read the directions.
1: Son of a. Okay. Well, can we try, let's we, can't. We, Let's look at Wakefield. I mean, Pedro. Pedro Josh Beckett. Josh Beckett. I, c- yeah, he I won can't. That's unbelievable. Let's do Josh Beckett. <laughs> 3%. 2% on Josh Beckett. Okay, oh, man, Josh this was Beckett. headed for a big-time score. And then for Dodgers, I mean, did Nomo? I think Nomo did it. Drysdale, Koufax, Val- uh, Fernando Mania, Fernando Valenzuela. Let's try Fernando.
0: Nine percent. So I, we had a,
1: we had a twenty-three rarity score, without the final square. Oh man, mm. so tough, so tough. So I am. We'll read the directions next time.
2: You know what? though? The directions suck. You won. He won sixteen of twenty games in a twenty-win season with his team, and we don't get credit for that. Screw you,
1: Immaculate Grid. It's said in the directions. Quite frankly, it's. I don't want to have to read the directions when I think I'm right. <laughs> Well, we'll try again next time here. Thanks for hanging out with us on the Score North Twin Show. So little feedback Friday edition. Please click the like button and the subscribe button on the Score North YouTube channel. You can help us grow this show that we just relaunched a few months ago. And then a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts also helps us grow this thing. So thank you, guys. We'll see you next week.